This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaren.com. Today is December 20th, 2016. NFL Week 16 Picks and Kicks. Calhoun with me. What's up, homie? What's going on, bro? Chilling. Like I said, NFL Week 16, so we got two more games, two more weeks left as we start to wrap up the NFL season. Got the NFL season went by faster than a nut. <laughs> yeah. Fast went by. We just were starting down week one. Yeah, it did go by a lot faster this year. And this NFL season was, you know, the regular season has kind of been a little a little bittersweet. Like, of course, I'm happy because the Falcons are doing pretty well. But just by and large, it hasn't been, like, the most memorable NFL season so far. Yeah, I agree with that. It's up for the Browns might go down as the second 0-16 team ever. You asked me this last week when we talked about coaches who should get fired. If they go sit 0-16, do you fire Hugh Jackson? I still don't think you fire Hugh Jackson. And the second question is, who the fuck are you going to get up there? Because I wouldn't want to go. So right now, they need to just add it out. You're going to have a number one pick. Make sure and count it. Don't do like last year and get, but they got like six wide receivers and some nonsense. Well, they get the number one pick. And they, don't they get the rounds first round first round of this year for the Jared Goff trade? If it is them, I don't know if it's them or not. But if so, you got to make this draft work for you. It's Cleveland either gets Jared, um, the Rams, or the Eagles. I forget which one they traded with. But they get one either one of those two picks for this show. So they need to – they have a shot to make it work. The team isn't all trash. Well, you just brought up a good point. So – and we, we kind of alluded to this last week. When you fire your coach, how attractive is the job if your coach has to use a certain quarterback, a la Jacksonville? How attractive is the Jacksonville job if you have to have Blake Brothers as your quarterback? If you come, if they come in with the mandate saying, "Look, we want to give Brankham Blake Brothers another year or two, how much of how many coaches want that job? Exactly. So that's what I mean. Let him go ahead and build his team. That's any coach. You got to let any coach have a chance to build their own team and do it their way in order for you to just know, like, okay, he's not the guy. But he's coming in in a shit storm, and this is just a – this is the accumulation of such shit. So you can't just – you can't just sting Hugh Jackson with it. And, again, who the fuck want to go there? It's Cleveland. Well, I mean, on the flip side – Once you get rid of the coach, you have to get rid of everybody, every significant player, meaning quarterback, that came with that coach. So, you know, Gus Bradley never be a coach because he he was tied to Blake Brothers as a quarterback, right? No, that's not true. He can be a coach again. But don't keep harping on Jacksonville because they're going to be part of my youth suck all. So there's a lot of youth suck to go around this week. Well, I mean, yeah. even the, I mean, they ties to Cleveland because, you know, unlike Jacksonville, Cleveland doesn't have a starter they're tied to. But we can look at the Rams. We can look at the Rams with Jerry Goff. We can look at Cleveland. We can look at Jacksonville. Well, not necessarily Cleveland, but we can look at Jacksonville. 
How attractive are those jobs if you're A-tied to like Jerry Goff or Blake Brothers coming in and they tell you you have to stick with him at quarterback? I don't think you have to, and I don't think that's that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be one of those uh, incidences with Carolina a few years back when, when Cam got drafted. Now, granted, uh, that kid from Clawson wasn't their number one pick. He was their first pick in the draft at number two. But the following year, they went ahead and drafted Cam. If there's a quarterback open, you got to draft him if you want to see him. If you don't have to draft him in the first round, maybe second and third. But if you go to Cam and you see that you can outperform, i.e. Brock Osweiler, you gotta you gotta do what you want to do when it's your turn. And I think that's the thing. This is a if new coaches can have their own, you know, unless you're going into New England, which is not going to happen, or the Saints, Atlanta, as you've seen. If you go with a with a bona fide quarterback, Eli Manning in New York, they had another quarterback, Phillip Rivers. You're not touching those. But all these Jared Goffs and Blake Bortles and hell, not well, not even Andy Dalton. But all them type of cats, yeah, that's up for debate. So it's almost like, I mean, this was a presidential election year, so it's almost like election a president and his running mate, right? As a coach, you kind of tied him, and once one leaves, the other one probably needs to be gone too, right? And so the new coach can get started with whoever he is. It depends on the talent level. It depends on the talent. If the talent is there, nope, I want that guy. But if it's not, then everything is up for debate. Then everything is up for Let's see who be who out. Well, normally in that case, I agree with you say, but lately, in the past couple of years, there's been talent. The problem has been the quarterback position. That's what got Coach Fire. But to your point, I, I kind of I agree with what you're saying to a degree. But a lot of times, these coaches are, sh- are strapped to shitty quarterbacks, and that kind of defines their whole coaching team. Yeah. Let, let me just stick on real quick on Jacksonville. What would it take for Gus Bradley to ever be a head coach again in the NFL? He got the right color, and it's just the wrong situation. I don't think it's going to take him just being a coordinator somewhere and then getting another shot somewhere else. Coaches get fired every day, B. And there's going to be a few of them getting fired this year, so he'll be fine. Yeah, we talked about that last week. If you want to hear who we think should get fired, go back and check out our Week 15 picks and kicks, what we call the Coach Carousel. So that's a good point. Um... Some more stuff going on around the league. I know we made you talk. Just a minute, just as an example, I'm hearing already uh, there's ties to Smitty uh, for that Jacksonville job, maybe. So, I mean, all you have to do is just circle back, coordinate, make an impression, and then get the hell on. you talking about Mike Smith, right? Yeah, Mike Smith. Well, it's a long way from Mike Smith who won with two division titles and Gus Bradley. So, I think that you know, me personally, I don't think Gus Bradley will never be an NFL head coach. And it's unfair because of who he was handicapped with as quarterback. Now, we talked about Todd Bowles last week, and I'm sorry to keep reference to that podcast, but it's a good podcast. And, you know, a lot of media are saying that Todd Bowles may get fired this year. Now, that's completely unfair when he's been strapped with Fitzpatrick as his fucking quarterback for two years. We keep talking about fair. We keep talking about results. The only reason why I'm saying, like, Todd Bowles or Hugh Jackson shouldn't be fired because you don't have time to change the system that you came into. One or two years is not enough time to change anything. You just can't change. You can't even bring in your people. So even with uh, Gus Bradley, his team was is sculpted. It's shaping up. Yeah, a young team. You're talking about two years of all those players that come in with your Allen Robinsons, your Allen Hearns, your Dante Fowler, your Miles Jack. Your, they're full of rookies and second-year and third-year players. 
So they didn't even give him time enough to develop that talent. But you made my point. The problem is, is that had the quarter so he didn't have enough time to develop talent because his quarterback play was so shitty. That's my whole point of all this rant right there. I missed. I missed that. Yeah, so that's my whole point. What we talked about last week. What we talking about with Bowles, with Gus Bradley, with even Chip Kelly to a lesser extent. Their job's on the line because of primarily shitty quarterback play. And in the other cases, quarterbacks they didn't pick or quarterbacks they had to be stuck with. So, like, if you're the next guy coming in, you have if you want that job, you have to say, hey, I like this job, but I can't be tied to I can't be made to start this guy at quarterback or give him a chance. I understand a little bit because you're, in essence, you're saying the quarterback sinks ships. I don't think that entirely. They have a big play in it, but I don't, I don't think it's just the quarterback. It's never just one person, but it's. I think. Blake Brothers plays better, Gus Bradley stays another year. If Blake Brothers plays good enough where they win six games, Gus Bradley stays one more year. Last year he played pretty good. I just think they didn't give him time to develop talent. And it takes time. Well, I mean, that team is going to be awesome. That granted, has, they don't stick with Blake Bortles. I bet you the next coach says, "Hey, we I cannot stick with him." I don't know, but I know this: if they they are, they can be the Raiders. I mean, you look at the Raiders' talent, and you look at their talent; they have it. So I mean, they just they got They're going to have to come up with something. And key word, the difference between the two is that the quarterback play is so much better for the Raiders right now. Like, I'm not saying that's the only difference, but that's like the big one of the biggest things you see is that. Like, also, Jack Del Rio and Gus Bradley. Yeah, but think about it. Jack Del Rio, when he left, was it? Um, what did he coach here before? Denver, Minnesota. Which when he coached it, he, he didn't. He coached at Jacksonville, too. Yeah, he coached at Jacksonville. I mean, you didn't think. You wouldn't have thought Jack Del Rio would be a successful head coach again from his time in Jacksonville. I don't know. I, I did. I, I, I mean, I see your point. I see your point. One person doesn't sink the ship. All I'm saying is, you got to have a scheme for that person. You got to have the right cause for it. You can eliminate them. You, you, if you t- toughen up your run game, and if you get your defense out, you can eliminate bad quarterback play to a degree. You can, you can create an Alex Smith. Instead of having Blake Bortles slinging around the yard, you just have him manage the game. Now I agree with that. And that's the difference. But that's also goes. So that that's one of the things that goes with this whole coaching thing. You have to do that. You seen what Mike said? Now, granted, this isn't a good example because the Minnesota Vikings have fell off horribly in the last few weeks. But that's exactly what Minnesota does. They take they taper the quarterback. They put the run game when Adrian Peterson went down. That whole thing, it didn't even change fast, but it, it shifted drastically. Yeah. You get a you get a good run game, you got a stout defense, and you complement each other, and you get and you have timely quarterback play. And that'll get it. You don't have to have a playmaker there. The problem is you can't have a game manager or a below average quarterback throwing it all around the yard. Can't do that. And I think that you, what you just described is why Marvin Lewis probably should be fired. Because Cincinnati is kind of in that same situation. Good running game, really good defense, talent everywhere. But except for their ginger fucker, yeah. And, that's, uh, and, and they both, the GM, the coach, the owner, all of them bought in the Andy Dalton. Why? I have no idea. Well, somebody <laughs> made a good point about him. 
He's too good to clearly get rid of, but he's not good. But he's not good enough to lead you anywhere. And we talked about this in our quarterback coach steakhouse comparison. So you know, Matthew Stafford having the best year of his life can lead you to the playoffs and possibly win a shootout. He might not win the Super Bowl, but he can scare some people, right? Right. And the Dalton playing his best doesn't really scare anybody, even with all that talent behind him. He don't scare nobody. But he's too good that where you can just go replace him with anybody. And that, and we talk about this in basketball with the Hawks, like teams like that in the worst fucking position, right? So they're they're too they're too they're too good to be in, you know to miss the playoffs, but not good enough to really do anything once they get there. And like, where do where does that leave you in the NFL? It leaves you where the Bengals are. Always next year is our year until the next year is a bad year for them. I think the Bengals matter. You're right. You're right to a degree. I don't. See, I never saw it. So to me, Andy Dalton was like Kent Bazemore with the Hawks, and they keep talking on the radio about Kent need to step his game up. He signed a big contract. What are we going to get out of him? Get out of him. Same thing we were saying when they signed that sorry fucker. He's not a $70 million player. He's not a starter in that role. He's not that good, and his ceiling is not that high. And that's the same thing with Andy Dalton. You have motherfuckers who's too close to the situation, fall in love with the person, not the player. And that's what happens. He's such a good guy. He's a he's a staple in the locker room. What is he on that damn field? And this happens in sports all the time, man. We need to create a position. We need to create a position for all sports teams to where this happens. And you just hit. You just made probably one of the best points we've made. Somebody who's objective, like, yo, we know he's a good person. Yo, we know he's a nice guy, but he doesn't get the job done on the field to solicit the type of contracts he got. That happens on every team in every sport. Very few teams, minus the Patriots, are willing to cut a motherfucker when it's time to cut a motherfucker. Every other team look at everything else but the play on the field. And that's one reason why you have Coach Bud and, and uh, when you have a coach who's also the GM. That's not good because, like a lot of people say, he's too close to them. You're too close to these players. You're seeing them every day. You have a relationship with them that a GM does not have with them. You cannot have that because now you have beer goggles. When it's time to cut this uh, this aging vet who's played with you, Tim, i.e. Tim Duncan, who's played with you this long. I mean, it happens every day, every day in sports. And that's when you sign those kind of contracts. Ken Bazemore, and not to get out of the NFL, had no business getting $70 million. I don't give a shit who else wanted to pay him. We don't pay him. He had no business getting that. And the dog had no business getting $90 million. I mean, no. even then, pay, the extension paid Madden signed last year was ridiculous, right? Exactly. And that's why they spent the whole year trying to convince him to retire so they can move on. They was happy they won the Super Bowl so he can retire. Yeah, they will. You could see the whole year they will. They will. If we can just get through this year and hopefully we win, goal number goal number one is to win the Super Bowl. Goal number two is to get him to retire and get him out this fucking team. You don't. You don't have it no more. Exactly, and like you said, we get everything gets caught in that position. But we do need to find a, we need to create a position for that to be filled. So when they come with those stupid contracts, they run like almost like a VP of goddamn. Well, uh, hold on, a VP of hold the fuck on. Yeah, hold on now. 
what you got? What you got? No, 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 no. Just like let's Just deal with Jeff Fisher because your dad is his, is his agent. You had absolutely no. First off, you had no business signing him to begin with, but you damn sure had no business giving him an extension. And so a lot of people get caught with that. Now, I have another thing to kick it about. So, as you saw game a couple of days ago when the Cowboys played the Bucks, Ezekiel Elliott jumped into the Salvation Army pot. Did you see that? Yeah. Now, I feel, because after that, of course, the NFL decided not to find him. No biggie, right? But Le'Veon Bell and Beckham came out and was like, that's not fair. And if that was me, what would have happened? Now, I have a couple of sides of this. One, they have a point in, you know, it's not fair if you find him and you have to find him. The second thing is, what kind of fucking man does that type of little girl-ass shit? So let me ask you this. You from Atlanta. You a native ATL and Grady baby. Indeed I am. Is that dry, is that dry snitching or slick hating? Which one, which one of those two categories does this fall into? Bo, and I add two more to it. Some whole shit and a bitch ass nigga. Yeah, cause I when I saw that, I thought that story was kind of odd. So I saw the link on some sports, and I was like, "What are What are they talking about?" And so I clicked it, and they really started a Twitter conversation. Like, damn, they would have find me. And I'm like, you, I like, you know, why call him out for no reason? You know what I'm saying? Like, you just take that. Well, he got away. He the one who got away. Everybody out here doing something. Everybody out here doing something illegal. We all go in the store and steal something. We break out and run. The police catch us, not him. And we go point to him and say he stole something too. Like that never gets respect anywhere or whatever. So Yeah, that's why there's some hoes. And I'll give you one further. You, it, I may even look at them differently if they did something like that Sunday and then they got deemed for it. Then you can be like, well, yeah, you might have a point there. But you haven't even done anything and now you're like, Oh, that's bullshit. That's just some whole shit for one. Two, it shouldn't even be an issue because the NFL is taking that shit too far to begin with. Keep trying to take the fun out of leave for these pasty ass, old ass, so they can, that's the way the game plays. Shake your hand, that like you've been like, go fuck yourself because you couldn't do it. And these old ass niggas want to hate on these young boys. Let's have some fun again. So it shouldn't even be up for debate because this shit should be going on. Any goddamn way. But because it's not, that's why these two niggas some hoes to begin with. I want to stop right there. I sent out a text message to the group. I sent out like a good read and it was talking about the future of football. I'm not going to say, I say one, um, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell and Bill Simmons, whatever. Anyway, there was they back and forth on the future of football. And one of them basically said, one of the future things to fix football is to take away all celebration penalties. Because you don't see football players' faces for the most part. You want to see them be wacky, zany. You want to have that fun factor to it because the sport is so serious now. Like, football is the only sport that's kind of cutting its nose despite its face. And then with the plate, and on top of that, you don't get to see the people have any type of fun. So it's already looking like a super serious sport with no fun that's getting people seriously injured long term. Like, you got to kind of balance the long-term effects of what we're seeing with like concussions and things like that with like a lighter, more fun league. So that way you can at least, hey, look over here, almost like smoking mirrors. Hey, look over here while you do this. You know what I'm saying? So 
And of course it trickles down. Whenever the NFL come up with some dumbass rule, then you'll start sending them in college, then you see it in high school. You cannot take fun away from these kids. You cannot take fun away from the sport. Just like you cannot take violence away from the sport. And and that's a And in today's world, you're not gonna be take violence fully out of football unless you go to flag. And that's one of the things that you know, you can put on the front all you want to. Hey, we care about player safety. Hey, we this. Hey, we that. But you can't fundamentally change the game unless you fundamentally change the game. But celebration, sportsmanship, those are things that aren't a part of the game that can stay in, that don't need any tweaks. They give the game personality, something that it surely needs right now. Right. And that's, and that's one thing. It adds flavor to it. And the NFL, with the NFL, that's a good point. With the NFL becoming blander and blander each week, they need more and more flavor. And they need they need to take a book out of the NBA playbook where the NBA focused on players, maybe to too much of an extent, but the NFL needs to focus on players more so than teams for a little while. Then they can get back to focusing on teams. NBA is the reason why they come up with some of this dumbass shit. I don't like that. You know, that's another podcast, but. They're taking all the emotion out of the NBA. You can't even dunk the ball and yell no more. You get ticked up. It's just a political, it's just a a society of pussies, man. That's all it is. You just seeing the two stars in the league being some pussies. Oh, y'all gonna let him do that, not me, pussy. Do it and then say some shit later. That's what it is. Side note. What do you think about do you think this gets this much play if Ezekiel Elliott wasn't the running back for the Cowboys? I think everyone's going to – I mean, sports are going to run it a hundred times if someone jumps to that big-ass crop pot. Of course, it gets gonna, it's going to get some play, but in the NFL with a final. I think the NFL is trying to loosen us on a little too. You seen it like a week or two ago when they had everyone do their signature cleats, which was – That was a good idea. That was a great idea, man. That's the, and that's the kind of stuff that you need. So I think they they, they get some of the they get some of the message here. Well, I, I guess my question is, if it was Devontae Freeman, not Ezekiel Elliott, who does that, does it get the same type of media attention? Or because Ezekiel Elliott is the young book for the Cowboys who are all of a sudden winning now? Do you think that's why I got the attention he got? I mean, that get that that gets some attention though. I'm not gonna take nothing away from that, of course. But I think anyone you seen last year, Travis Kelsey. How many Travis Kelsey dancing did you see? And they're not in the spotlight. You're just gonna see that type of stuff because news news outlets like Sports Center is gonna harp on it. That's all. They don't have any news to report, so they're gonna hop on that type of stuff and they're gonna dissect it. And it doesn't add. It doesn't help when you have two other stars add on to it. Yeah, so it's one of the things. It's just the byproduct of the 24-hour sports cycle, right? Exactly, and social media and what have you. So it's going to continuously loop. All right, let's get to the Lewinsky and the Youth Award. Let's We're going to start with the Lewinsky Award because I think we're going to spend a little minute on the Youth Award. Let's only get to the Lewinsky Award. I'll let you go first. I mean, Falcons. The Falcons are holding court. They took care of teams they supposed to take care of. I think you got to at least give it to the home team until they prove you wrong. And more so, more so the home team, Vic Beasley. Jesus, that young man, not going on. And Troy, podcaster, our podcast guest, Arctic Chill, said this in the preview podcast. He, caught, he said the line 
and Vic Beasley. Those are the two entities of the groups he looked at specifically. And he was back and forth. Shout out to Arthur Chill. You're welcome to be on the podcast whenever. We got to get our chills back on here. He has some great points. Yeah, so basically he called out Vic Beasley on the offensive line. And those are the two different makers between this year and last year. So I give my Lewinsky to the Falcons. Uh, I give mine to a couple of teams. Uh, one, I got to give it to Brandon Cooks and the, the Saints. That was a real battle. I sat there, sorry, fucker in my fantasy, and he ended up with 30 points. They went off. And in typical Drew Brees fashion, two games back-to-back, six interceptions, no touchdowns. This game goes off the meter. Yeah, Brandon Cooks had like five catches for like 170 yards or something, right? He went crazy. He had like three touchdowns or something. It was uh, it was bananas. The uh, second one I had to give to the Titans. You go to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs in <laughs> – I mean, the Chiefs is re- the, the red hot. Marcus Mariota is quietly is showing up. So I got to get something to help. And I'll tell you another team that's hot, and I'm going to give a little bit to, well, two more. One is Aaron Rodgers with that Hail Mary at the end. My granted, was against the Sarge Chicago team, but still. And the last one is the Giants for beating the, beating the hell out of the Lions. And they didn't even score a touchdown in that game. So I want to stick on two teams you just said. I want to talk about the Giants and the Titans for a second. Um, sure. First, are the, I, the question is going to be to both teams. Do you think they're real or fool's gold? But, for, but I want to talk a little bit about the Titans after that. You already know the Giants, what you get. I mean, them fuckers are getting the playoffs and this, and this anything goes. So that's who no team. You just don't want to say them right now. They're hot. Uh, the defense is legit. And Odell Beckham is legit. So... He's yeah, so I can take a mixed mode. Star Wars Road 1 came out last weekend. In honor of that, I think we both went and saw it at different times or whatever. In honor of Star Wars, Eli Mann is like Jar Jar Binks. Don't break. What the fuck? He wasn't in this Star Wars. No, nah, but just in general, they did a marathon this weekend. I was looking at Jar Jar Binks, and I was like, you know who the perfect <laughs> real-life example of Jar Jar Binks? Eli Manning. Why? George R. Binks fall ass backwards. He everything kind of goes wrong, but end up working out at the end of the day. How many times does Eli throw the ball that bounces off somebody's fucking helmet or somebody kicks it and it lands in the right person's hands and it winds up leading him to a Super Bowl victory? I'm glad you made that work because George R. Binks was one of the worst characters Star Wars ever came out. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just saying that from the standpoint of like, even though things go bad. The ultimate result is the the net effect is good at the end of the day, even though getting there isn't the best way to get there. And that's how Eli is. Like it's not pretty and it's not the way you will draw it up, but net effect he normally works. Yeah, I, that's why I think they'll be legit. I agree. Yeah. What about Tennessee? You think Tennessee fools go or real? I think they're fools go. Tennessee got a good formula that you like. They can run the ball and they can play defense. Demarco Murray. If Ezekiel Elliott got 1,700 yards, DeMarco Murray got 1,600. Yeah, he's on his ass. I mean, they, they got a great formula. They, they got some stuff missing. They just don't, they don't stop the fire. I, I'm glad to see them making some noise on their coming back, and I'm glad to see Marcus Mariota's panning out. Right right now today, him or Jameis for you? I've seen more Jameis, so I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of Marcus Mariota. So it's not a fact. I get what you're saying. You can't get on top of that. Marcus Mariota don't have the weapons Jameis have. Like, he got the running game, but he ain't throwing a Mike Evans. 
So it's not a fair fight. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the You Suck Award. Well, first and foremost, let's do Gus Bradley with his bum ass. Get his dumb ass fired and they had to ride the, the plane with him going, well, I enjoyed it. It was a privilege, fellas. And everybody, we love you, coach. I love y'all, too. Fuck out of here. You suck. That was bad on Jacksonville Park. An NFL franchise should be having enough money to pay for him a separate ticket. <laughs> nah, take that ride of shame with you, boy. <laughs> or oh, worst case scenario, you wait to fire him to the plane lanes. Yeah, I'm going to say the last one for you, but one more is James Winston. They should have beat the Cowboys. He had like three interceptions or four interceptions. Like, he gave that game away. But quiet as kept while they've been winning. James hasn't been great. They've been winning like 17 to 10, 14 to 10, 14 to 13. They haven't been kicking nobody ass. they just been doing enough to get by. And they caught up with them. Yeah, their defense is the one that says, and their defense, look, their defense is a problem. But as far as Jameis goes, he could just talk real good. He's a motherfucker who you talking shit to him, but his homeboy the one that's gonna sneak you and beat your ass. Yeah, you talking shit to him, but he got a real killer on his team who will do anything for him. Jameis, yes. don't, he don't strike friend nobody hard. That's why when I asked you about him versus Mariota, yeah, we've seen more Jameis, so we can't make a fair assessment. But Mariota may be at the point he may be the better quarterback right now. Maybe. Huh? James is all look at me, look at me, look at me, but Mariota may be the better quarterback because you say you said the best he's doing probably similar stuff with less weapons. Yeah, he's not James not wild anybody. His decision making's horrible. That ain't gunslinging. He's making bad fucking decisions in the pocket. I mean, he gets some throws. Like every night you'll see a throw, you be like, wow. But then like right back, he come with a what the fuck are you doing? Who you got for your use of? I mean, it's only one person. The NFL should be talking about this. And you said it best, Mr. MOB said it best, and Paul Mooney said it best. What is it? The complexion for the collection? What is it? The complexion for the protection for the collection. It's only one person, Brock Osweiler. That shit is a joke, and it's well overdue. Go ahead. If he, Jamarcus Russell was was the butt of everybody's jokes for how he played. Brock Osweiler has been the equivalent of what Jamarcus Russell was in a shorter time span. And I don't see any jokes. I don't, like, I've scoured the internet for the past two days looking for that Let's Kill Brock Osweiler article. I can't find it. I cannot find it. I'm talking about this is low-hanging fruit for somebody who may crack jokes and cover the NFL or, this is low-hanging fruit to tackle Brock Osweiler when they tackle other people who've been just as bad. It, it amazes me. Like It amazes me nobody's really saying anything about this. He's not like Jamarcus Russell. He's worse than Jamarcus Russell. For them to go get that motherfucker sight unseen, no workout is laughable. And somebody should be fired. Or the owner shouldn't be able to have any kind of you know say-so in his own team. Like, it's unbelievable. Tom fucking Savage. That son of a bitch threw two back-to-back interception. They sat his ass down, brought in the back up and won the game. And the fans went wild as if Holyfield just won the fight. <laughs> it's, it's, it literally was three in the morning. 
and somebody in the parking lot shooting somebody who want to fuck with Hollywood Court. Like, it's unbelievable what they was doing, man. Brock Osweiler was a joke this whole season. And for them to just not sit on, for them to not even, I'll give you another one here. There are way too many quarterbacks out here who don't even have a shot that that cracker just got. Like I told you last week, I would have had Tim Tebow coming up. I would have entertained Mike Vick, Vince Young. Why the fuck Jamarcus Russell can't get a second shot? These motherfuckers get three and four. And you know the disappointing thing about this is? What? He'll be a quarterback somewhere else. He may not start again, but he'll be a quarterback somewhere else. Oh, it ain't over with. He's going to be a quarterback next year. Nobody's going to get him. It's about to be the Jay Cutler effect. Who the fuck going to pay him $18 million to be on? Nobody, man. He'll be in the, He's going to be there. Him and Jay Cutler. Who had his job took, took by Mark Matt Barkley, who could have been in my Lewinsky Award because the Cracker did put up over 300 yards in. Matt Barkley's been striking, but we're not going to take the focus. We're not going to let Brock Osweiler fool us with these shit. We're not going to move focus. We're not going to, hey, look over there while he run away real quick. We're going to sit here and focus on Brock Osweiler. You just gave an excellent monologue about him. And probably more so why the NFL should need, owners need to be saved from themselves. Like you said, the v, we were just talking about this position. Well, what is it, the VP or oh no or the, what you call it? Oh, the VP of hell no. Yeah, the VP of hell no. He would have avoided that possible trade before it even got or that possible signing before it got started. Brock Osweiler, 72 million, 70 million, 35 guaranteed. Hell no. Like I told you last week, I heard on the, I don't know if it's Chris Collinworth, one of them crackers, was saying uh, in the offseason, you know Jimmy Galapolo is going to be a free agent. The fuck is you talking about? He played two games when Tom Brady was hurt for the Patriots. Who the fuck about to sign him to a big contract? But somebody might take a flight on, on Garoppolo. They didn't learn from Matt Castle when he went to Kansas City. Matt Castle like shit. Then he went to Minnesota and he been with the Dallas. He's been trash ever since he left. Cause he was trash. I mean the it it <laughs> It's mind-boggling to me. Mr. M.O.B., the great Mr. M.O.B. said it when we did that race podcast. And he was like, boy, black boys don't get another shot. You lose your job, you out of here. Don't crackers be everywhere. They'll give you fucking five, ten million just to hold a clipboard every week. And he said it best. I never will forget this. Come to work on time and don't cause no trouble. And you're going to have a job. For, for as long as you want it. Long as you want it. Brock Osweiler gonna be a quarterback for somebody next year. And the year after. And the year after. And the year after. Meanwhile, RG3, he's looking like shit too. He'll be out the league next year. And won't be back. And won't be back. And he has a playoff win under his belt. And he's not even 30. And he hasn't even played three full seasons yet. It's laughable. It's ridiculous. Like I said, I'm not a Jamarcus Russell fan. And I know he fucked up. How does he not get at least one more shot in a quarterback-driven league that don't have enough quarterbacks? You don't have enough. The, the Cleveland went through six quarterbacks so far this year. I give him a flyer. 
don't understand this. You got washed up Carson Palmer, who looked like Larry Hall was flabby and sick, still got a job. I mean, this is ridiculous. But this Brock Osweiler, he takes the cake, the pie, he takes it all. Brock Osweiler is amazing. They signed that motherfucker sight unseen. They didn't fly him in. They just did bar, you know, just bar the physical. He passed the physical. He got a contract. He didn't go to the facilities. They was talking about in the Monday night game, like the first one they played. He didn't go visit to see the facilities. They didn't bring him in. They didn't see him work out. They didn't see him do nothing. They just sent him a contract and signed it. The fuck kind of irresponsible shit is that to get somebody four years, $70 million? If you're the other 31 owners, what are you saying? If you what? If you were the other 31 NFL owners, what are you saying? Oh, that probably was like, psh, yeah. Yeah, they probably thought it was a good idea back then. Right then, it did. They don't give a shit. He's white, and he's 6'7", and he's playing quarterback. Yeah, probably a good trade. Now they're like, ha, you fucked yourself. You yeah. know you know who ducked the real big bullet in this? Who? John Did Elway. You? Who? John Elway. He always does. John Elway offered him $32 million guaranteed, so it wasn't like John Elway would just like Hell no, I'll take that shit and go. He just, Houston won up them, essentially. He always does. He got all that Tebow shit unscathed, that Peyton Manning shit unscathed, and Brock Osweiler shit unscathed. It's about time somebody started talking about John Elway as being one of the great GMs in football. Because he get out he, he get out of shit so smooth. And by the time everyone else figured it out, everybody else is fucked, and he's walking away. God damn it with his pants around his ankle because he don't already fucked y'all. <laughs> John Elway is smooth with it, man. That man is smooth within a couple yet. We almost 40 minutes in. I, I just want to ask you one last question about the Brock Osweiler because if we can give a double award for you suck, Brock Osweiler, if we can give a year-end award for the you suck of the year, it would be Brock Osweiler in football. How do you think that conversation went in Houston to finally bitch him? Because they did it in game. What do you think it went to get really get to the point and say bench him. I think O'Brien probably just went ahead and said, fuck you. From what I was hearing, that's one of the that's something the owner did bring him in. So it wasn't he So go back to what we said earlier, O'Brien was handcuffed with playing the quarterback. Right. And so eventually the owner took this tail, and you know that crack gave him a little you ready now? Oh, you want me to keep we can keep playing them and miss the fucking playoffs. Oh, do you want? Oh, so you want me to bench him? Okay, as I thought so. Uh, go in, Savage. You go. Yeah, because after he threw them two interceptions, you could see him looking up to the owner box like, "Hey, you sure now? This is what you paid for." I told you. I told you, motherfucker. Told you don't bring that hot garbage down here. You want to do it? Here's the consequences. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, you're right. Brock Osweiler sucks. He you, he sucks. The quote land itself. He sucks, 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 sucks. Anyway, let's go on to get to the games. Let's be quick because we already 40 minutes in. That's good. First game is the Giants at the Eagles. The line is New York by two and a half. Give me the Giants. Give me the Giants too. Carson Wentz, he might be getting a little of this you suck too now. They start off 4 0 and not, and they've been 1 and 9 ever since. Hey, he was battling, though. You seen the game yesterday, uh, I mean, Sunday, he only lost by one. 
Yeah, they should have beat the Ravens, actually. Joe, Joe Flacco been shitty itself this year, so. Yeah, so, I mean, shit. It go, it be like that sometimes. Ain't that what them get? It be like that sometimes, but hey, that, he's still balling now. Still a rookie and a rookie head coach. Yeah. One o'clock game, first game, Dolphins at the Bills, and the game's, this game's on Saturday. Dolphins at the Bills, the line is Buffalo about three and a half. Darren, give me Buffalo, they cover. Cold weather. It's gonna be what, like thirty fucking degrees in, in Buffalo. They went. They cold. Well, I hope it would be colder than that. But yeah, I got them covered. I got Buffalo too. Next one o'clock game. The Jets at the Patriots. The line is New England by sixteen and a half. God damn! Give me them in the line. They don't win by sixteen and a half, but they win. Is this the last game for Ty Bowles? I hope not. But it might be. That whole team gave up on them, man. The blocking they're doing for Bryce Petty is ridiculous. Like, that whole team is just awful. You made the best point. The team is giving up on him. But I think that, again, you, you know me, I put a lot of onus on the quarterback. When Fitzpatrick is having the shitty year he's having, what he threw, like, 12 picks two week, I mean, in two weeks at one point of the year? Man, it's, it's been terrible. On the flip side, though, their GM played that shit just right, didn't it? Because Fitzpatrick's doing all that pay me, pay me, pay me shit. He held out, held out. They both ended up getting together, and they showed Fitzpatrick ain't worth the toilet tissue. Hobo used to wipe his ass with it. He played it right himself if you tie bowls and you get fired this year. Like, this year shouldn't count against tie bowls. Really, his whole team shouldn't count against him because he was, he was handcuffed to a stopgap solution at quarterback. If you bring the Marshall, I get the hell out of there. If you everybody get the hell out of there. This is a rebuilding job. And the problem with the Jets is they they went all in. They went all in with like they went all in. It's a blackjack hand. So they went all in with an eight showing and they had a nine and a and a, and two nines or whatever. So yeah. That ain't how you want to do it with an eight showing. Nine and a seven. They went all in with a nine and a seven. Yeah, so yeah. Next one o'clock game is the Titans of the Jaguars. The line is Tennessee by five. I dare and I go. I take Tennessee and I take the line. I know I'm late on this, but let's just give up a little praise for Saturday night, Saturday football. That's what I'm doing. We got a whole weekend of football, so this is going to be a great weekend. Happy, happy and Merry Christmas for all the ho ho hoes. As far as the Titans and the Jaguars go, give me the Titans. Yeah. Titans might need the award for most improved team of the year because who would have thought they'd be at getting nine wins? Yeah, I agree. Next one o'clock game is Minnesota at Green Bay. The line is Green Bay by six and a half. Give me Green Bay. Give me Green Bay. I don't think they cover. I think I want to go back to what you said earlier, how Minnesota, their GM needs to be joining Houston GM in the unemployment line. With the Sam Bradford trade. Yeah, you screwed yourself, but we already knew that was coming. I don't think they cover either. And the reason why is Minnesota still has some defense that they're still playing for Mike Zimmer. And I think this is the game Adrian Peterson put some yards up. Green Bay defense is, is trash. So it's there for the taking if they want it. Yeah. One o'clock game, the Chargers at the Browns, the line of San Diego by six. Yeah, give me the Chargers, give me the line. Give me the Browns. This is a game where 
you could completely lose focus. A game that doesn't mean shit for shit for anybody. Literally, no implication for anybody in this game. This one, and plus a West Coast, a warm weather West Coast team going east to a cold place. I just think San Diego. I think Cleveland can win this game. I think I can lose a lot of weight, but it hasn't happened yet. So I think the Chargers beat that trash ass Cleveland team. Yeah. And there's one o'clock game. The Redskins at the Bears. The Lions Washington by three and a half. Yeah, give me Washington and give me the three. Give me the Bears. I'm gonna take Matt Barkley. That's a good pick, though. But, nah, give me Washington. Can you believe in Kirk Cousins? Look who you just said. Okay, and then Clyde is Kelly. I didn't know that cracker had threw for over 4,000 yards already going into yesterday's game. Yeah, he done broke the, He broke his own Redskins record from last year. That's cr- I didn't know he's been – I didn't know he'd been doing it. Kirk Cousins actually been striking. Like, he hasn't – as much as I want to say he's been the problem, he hasn't been the problem. He, he hasn't been the problem. I don't, I don't like him enough. Yeah, whatever have you, but you got to give it up, man. That cracker been bought. And he deserved the paycheck he's going to get for betting on this oh, they gonna, oh, man. Huh? They're going to suck him sideways. It's about to be on and popping. That's what they used to say back in the day. It's about to be on and popping, boy. You like that. <laughs> the last one o'clock game, the Falcons at the pound first, the Lions at line about two and a half. Why didn't they just give us two and a half? Give me the Falcons. Give me the three. I know it's going to – we're going to blow past. I was going to say, if, I know it's a division game. Carolina's coming off of a short week. Give me that Falcons. Yeah, I would have thought two and a half was kind of low, too. I would have said it like three and a half. Yeah. Because, again, to your point, Falcons have a – they don't have an all-time offense, but they have a damn good offense. So Listen, we, we have already scored over 500 points. So you in the realm of greatness. We've scored 500 points so far this year. We've already broke the 98 Falcons scoring record. Yo, so we're scoring. Yo, so and that's gonna be the problem. Carolina can't keep up with us on scoring. No. First four or five game, Colts at the Raiders, the line is Oakland by three and a half. Yep, give me the Raiders. Give me them three and a half. Give me Oakland, they don't cover three and a half. They win, but they don't cover three and a half. Next 4 o'clock game is Tampa Bay at the Saints. The line is New Orleans by three. That's good one. <sighs> Give me the Saints. I agree. I think more, I think James loses the game more so than the Saints win the game. I, I, I'm not even going to say that. Because this is in the inkling that Drew Brees is back on track and Brandon Cooks is not disgruntled as he has been all year. They're going to run through him, motherfucker. They, guess who's second in scoring this year? It's the fucking Saints. You would think that they would spend all the money because one way you can you can circumvent the salary cap is to bring in the best of the best coaches, right? So you can pay a coach with there's no salary cap on coaches. So you would have thought they would have got the best possible defense coordinator to fix this shit because the offense would still be striking. Yeah, they need to get there. Well, Sean Payton, boy, I tell you. He's playing with fire. Whatever he's doing, his cockiness. But that's exactly what he need to do. Like yeah, two years ago, it would have been like, or three years ago, it would have been Mike Zimmer, right? You pay Mike Zimmer whatever it takes to get from Cincinnati. Come there and fix that. And then, you know, when he leaves to be a head coach, you find the next one who's really good. You just pay him a head coach's salary just to get the defense right. All right. Yeah. Next 4 o'clock game is 
Arizona is Seattle. Line Seattle by eight and a half. Yeah, give me Seattle. I don't know about that eight, though. I don't like that line. Seattle not the team to just beat somebody like that to get an eight and a half line, especially Arizona. Arizona, they're not a good team, but Seattle isn't that t- type of team to do that. Seattle wins, but yeah, they don't cover that. Mm-hmm. This game, we could go. We shouldn't take no more than fifty seconds on the Forty Nine ers at the Rams. The line is LA by three and a half. How they come up with that? Oh, how do you know? Give me the Forty Nine ers. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chip Kelly and Colin Kaepernick, too. Or you blame Gary. Whoever the hell San Francisco starting now. Jerry Goff sucks. It's just two shit shows, but I mean, it's two shit shows, man. I'll go with the Niners, though. They haven't fired their coach yet. Yeah. 8 o'clock game, Saturday night. Bengals at the Texans. The line is Houston by one. Give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals, too. We spent all 15, 20 minutes talking about Brock Osweiler. We ain't even got to recap it. You can go on to the next man. Sunday games are the Ravens at the Steelers, the Lions Pittsburgh by five and a half. I don't like five and a half, but give me the Steelers. Quite as tough. Ben haven't been having a great year. Yeah, but Le'Veon Bell is a motherfucker. And Joe Flacco hasn't had a good year. So in games like this, where to me, it's such a you know a rivalry when the teams hate each other so much and they're pretty much even. Contrary to probably believe these two teams are even, I take the best player on the field, Le'Veon Bell. I don't know about five and a half, but I'll take the Steelers doing it. 8.30 game that night, Sunday night, Christmas night, the Broncos at the Chiefs, the Lions is Kansas City about three and a half. Darren, I going to get started. Give me Kansas City. They damn show cuff. Yeah, same here. Broncos just don't have it. Man. They do not have it. I don't know what they need to do, but they, they don't have it. Well, the defense is still – they've been good, not great as last year. They've been good enough to beat better. It's just offensively. They got to fill in those gaps on defense, I guess. I would say more offense. They need better quarterback play. They need better running back play. Like, Denver normally gets pretty decent running back play, and they haven't had it this year, not consistently anyway. Yeah, I agree. So, Monday night game – is the Cowboys, the Lions at the Cowboys, the Lions Dallas by seven. I said it last week about that, the hand on Matt Stafford, and you can see it. You mean the Cowboys, it's a shame how the Lions going to go out like this, but he got injured at the wrong time. You mean the Cowboys. You said it best. Matt Stafford got hurt at the worst possible time, and I really wanted him and them to make the playoffs just for his legacy and for Caldwell's legacy, but... I don't know if the Cowboys cover seven. As good as it, as much as everybody's on the Cowboys did, they aren't the type of team that just put the smack down on anybody. No, they don't. So I'll take the Cowboys, but they don't, I don't take the seven and seven points. Slow and steady, not hard and fast. <laughs> anyway, this has been DigitalDare.com. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. <laughs>